Welcome back to Let's Take It From The Top. I am your host, Hallie Mastro Berardino, here with a really exciting episode. I don't know about you guys, but Christmas is one of my favorite times of the year, and this episode is all about Christmas. What could scream Christmas more than the Radio City Christmas Spectacular? And we are so lucky because today I am bringing on a former Radio City Rockette. Katie Drablos is here. Katie is originally from Dallas, Texas, and attended Southern Methodist University in Dallas. Since then, Katie has been the associate choreographer for Al Blackstone. Katie has done shows with Al at the Village Theater, at Music Theater Wichita, where I was lucky enough to work with her and Al, and she has been his associate as well as performed in Happy Will Be and Freddie Falls in Love which was amazing. I highly recommend you YouTube it if you've never seen it. Katie has currently been teaching a bunch for Steps on Broadway. You can take her class online. She has been reading a lot. She has been in Texas. She is back in New York. And today we are sitting down and chatting all about Katie's experience of being a Radio City Rockette. Before I give too much away, and before you just bust with excitement, here is Katie. Hi, Katie. Howie. How are you? It's so good to see you. So good to see you, too. I am doing well. I am doing well. How about you? Doing pretty good. In a, a, we're, we're chatting later in the day. I feel like normally when I record these, it's like earlier in the afternoon, so... It's a nice, going to be a nice way to end my day, I think. <laughs> we, have, we have an evening chat. I know the sun will go down as we're chatting. We're going to yes. like have a whole, I have my Christmas tree up. I put it up really early this year. It's also like a four foot tiny pre-lit one, but <laughs> it's like in my view right now and it's bringing me a lot of joy. So yes, it's in the Christmas spirit. And that is what we're about to do today, which is kind of exciting. Yeah. Talk about your experience as a Rockette, which I'm excited for it because I met you after you had this experience, so I'm excited to get to hear all about it. Totally. Yes, it was a while ago, but like a very defining time in my life, so I feel like a good one to unfold, chat about a little bit. Yeah. Well, okay. I think we're ready. Let's take it from the top. Ow! So Katie, let's think all the way back. Take us to the first time you can remember auditioning for the Radio City Christmas show. All right. Well, I was a senior in college. I went to SMU in Dallas, Texas, mm-hmm. and was planning on moving to New York with my two best friends and was like, I need to get an audition under my belt before I go. So Radio City is one like so many people did. And at the time, they had auditions in Chicago, and my aunt lived there, and I had stayed with her for multiple dance intensives in the past, so she was super cool, so decided I'm going to go, like, I think it was mid-May, and we graduated, like, May 20th or something. It was, like, a week before graduation that it happened, so going to go with my two best friends, Willis and Aaron, and we were all going to audition, and the plan ahead of time was to audition just for the dancers in the show, not for a Rockette role, because in my mind, I was definitely not tall enough to be a Rockette. Mm-hmm. And my family, we didn't really grow up going to the Radio City Christmas Spectacular. I mean, living in Dallas, it wasn't like something we did all the time. We went to Fair Park and saw all the musicals. But 
So it wasn't this like clearly defined dream of mine, nor something I ever thought was possible because I was too short. So I was messaging a friend that had been a member of the ensemble, my friend Jeremy, and asking him for advice. And he's like, well, you should definitely audition for a Rockette role too. I'm like, no, no, I'm too short. And then he's like, no, check it out. And I looked up online and it was like five, six to five, ten and a half is what it said. And I was like, okay, well, I make the cut. I'm like five, six and a half. We can do this. So that was like a very last minute. I feel like that was like two days before I went. So I'm like getting the heels I have, which were like Capizio cheap three inch ones. Definitely not Leduca quality. (laughs) And trying to like think about what I should wear. And um, yeah, so quick prep. Not a lot of overthinking showed up in Chicago. Like we had one night, we were just like hanging out with my aunt. And then my friends were definitely, it was one guy and one girl. And the girl was way too short to audition for Rockhead. So I went by myself in the morning, sit outside in the long line, which are like a legend and felt immediately like I was not right for this. Like everyone had was much more done up than I was. Mm-hmm. And I had like a black leotard, black fish tets, my like, Capizio shoes, no red lip, no rhinestones. I'm not very good at doing my hair, so like no French twist attempt. Like um, my low pony classic at the time, and yeah, so that was like how it started. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because I think I'm trying to remember. I went and auditioned in New York. I think I was maybe a senior either in high school or only in my first couple years of college, and it was a similar thing of standing online and being like, "Where? Like who?" why am I in this line? Yes. And I can remember the girl in front of me was like, I've done the Rockhead Intensive five times. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Being like, yeah, just gonna, just gonna hang it out. But the, the line to wait to get in, I feel like that is like a rite of passage. Totally. <laughs> What's yeah. wonderful is everyone gets seen. Yes. Like, so hence why there is such a long line, but like everyone gets to go in the room, which is a cool part. Yeah. So maybe give us the lowdown of what that was like once you got into the building. Yeah. I I remember it being like insanely packed, you know, and just everyone finding their little corner and getting your number. And I was like the third group, I think, of dancers to be seen and went in in like a very large group of dancers. I forget the exact number, but somewhere between like 50 to 75 of us going in at once. And um. Yeah, I think, honestly, because I thought it was such a long shot, Hallie, that I just was probably the freest I'd ever been in an audition. Like, I really went for it and, like, sassed it up more than I was supposed to. But I think it got me noticed a little bit. So I was, like, adding those extra hips in there and things. But I just, you know, when we allow ourselves to just be a little bit, we can, like, can really perform our truest self. So I, the whole day is a little bit of a blur, but I kept getting past the cuts and feeling shocked every time (laughs) and like trying not to compare myself to the people around me and how different I was. And, um, then I came back and also did the ensemble auditions too, and made it kept making the cuts on those too. And I was just like, what is happening? What is happening right now? (laughs) Like just excited and shocked. were like what I remember. And I ran into my friend, Addie, who I grew up dancing with in Dallas. And I, she was, I think, like a year or two older than me. And I always looked up to her so much as a dancer. And I remember being like, 
there and feeling like, oh my gosh, at least Addie's here and we kept getting through together. And it was like such a fun thing to have her randomly there too. But that's like the feelings I remember from the day. It was a very long day. And then by the end of it was callbacks for both Rockettes and Ensemble for the next day. Okay. And what exactly, if you can remember, did they ask you to do? Yes, because this was back in 2009, Hallie, so it was a while ago. Um, (laughs) But we did more like precision style, like jazz to start. Mm -hmm. And then I think we did tap. And then like by the, maybe we didn't do like any major kicks until the next day. Okay. And for the ensemble, I think it started with like a more jazzy number and then they had like a point section which I hadn't done point in a really long time so I just did that part on in ballet shoes so this that whole the ensemble I was like this is a real long shot once we're into the point part so it was like got through multiple different styles in both auditions before day two and so then maybe let's jump to day two if you can recall what what that was like yes the most of like the things I distinctly remember the most I mean it felt very different than day one because there was no long lines. It was like a much smaller group of people. Like there was more silence because not like a hundred million people are chatting with one another. So it was a little like, I remember my nerves being a little greater and it just felt like, Oh, this is actually a possibility maybe. And I remember we were like reviewing some of the choreography from day one and like the more precision style and the Rockette call And one of the assistants like came up to me and said something like I needed to tone down like my sass level. Basically, it was like the way I was hitting this hip, Hallie. (laughs) And I was like, oh, but it felt like the director was looking at me. And this was like a good thing that he was saying this to me, like someone was rooting for me. I remember feeling like really like encouraged by that moment. And by the end, doing the kicks, I was definitely very intimidated by the kicks. But once we got to the end of that, like getting measured and like we went to a different room and they're taking our heights and like everything and then hand you a piece of paper that says, don't call us, we'll call you. Mm -hmm. We all know that message and you're like, oh gosh. Um, (laughs) And like for ensemble also, we had to sing for ensemble call. I remember this. And in my group, like we went over to the piano and I had sung some, but not like you sing, Hallie. I mean, I only dream of singing like you, <laughs> but like the group of three people, like no one was projecting at all. And I was like, okay, we're here. We got to be bold, you know? Mm-hmm. So whatever it was like Christmas, Christmas is here. And I was like loud and no one else was saying anything. <laughs> and I just remember being like, Ooh, whoa, but I put myself out there. Yes. <laughs> so it was like, a wonderful whirlwind of a Chicago like 48 hours and then flew back to Texas with like the pieces of paper that said don't call us and did graduation and then we had the waiting. Wow. So let's think like how long of the waiting game did you have to play before getting any news? Yes. So that was like mid-May and then I got my tonsils out like in Mm mid-June and I was helping rehearse my studio for nationals and my sister was still dancing at the time so I was like rehearsing her pieces but was trying to be really quiet because I wasn't supposed to be talking too much and then I told her I was like if I get a call I'm just gonna have to like answer it we're in the middle of 
a rehearsal going on. And I'm a very like projecting person in the classroom. So it was like taking everything in me not to like yell and encourage or critique sometimes, you know how. But um, so I got a call from this number and I was like, it might be it. So like I stepped out my and I told my sister, I was like, I have this call. And the woman's name was Kathleen that called me that was working there at the time. And she offered me the job. It was like, I don't remember the exact day, but June 20 something of 2009. And I remember I screamed and I was like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't be screaming. Like my tonsils <laughs> just got out. I'm supposed to be really quiet. But I was just like, oh, on another level. And then went into the room and got to celebrate with all these dancers and my sister that like I'd grown up with and had grown up teaching and been with and then my dance studio owner was there and it was just I I could not believe it yeah oh that's awesome what a cool place to be when you get yeah. that, that must have been awesome <laughs> it was and my studio owner like she is such an encourager and does all like a crafty human too like so artistic and everybody came in and made posters and was like it was so much fun yeah that's awesome. And so it was for the New York production. It was right? for New York, like the fall. Yeah. The whole, the whole shebang. <laughs> shebang. The shebang happened. Yeah. <laughs> so when did you make the move and, and what was that like to be in New York? I moved mid-August of 2009 and the job started like later in September. So I had about a month like before it started getting settled, moved with my two best friends. And we were planning on moving anyway, but definitely like this shifted my, obviously my whole world a yep. bit. Um, so I'm a, I'm a worry wart, Hallie, you know? So I was like, I remember just spending that first month, like getting used to living in New York, number one, you know, a huge transition. And also just like, trying to learn how to like do a French twist and watching like YouTube videos about it and trying to wear the heels and like getting used to them. Cause I hadn't really danced in heels very much and um, sort of trying not to obsess about everything before yeah. I showed up. But yeah, just getting used to living in New York and also getting ready for this job was so much fun and also very anxiety inducing for sure. Yeah. And so why don't we talk about the first day and what rehearsals were like learning this really iconic show? What was this? What was the process like? My year, there were four new people. So there's two casts, typically like a gold cast and a blue cast and gold does more of the evening shows. Blue does more of the morning shows. Mm -hmm. So I was in the gold cast and a dear friend of mine, Heather Langham Schwartz now, she was the other new girl in the gold cast. So you were kind of, you become like a bosom buddy with your fellow new people because you're going through this thing together. And your first rehearsals are a part of boot camp, they call it. Our year, it was like three days. Mm -hmm. So it was the four of us. And then like the director, the dance captains, like lots of other people that are in the building managing things. So it's like six people watching the four of us, you know, more than one set of eyes on you. And um, definitely the most intense experience I think I've ever had in a rehearsal process mm -hmm. slash the job was the most intense job I've ever had. <laughs> I, I say it's like 
one of the hardest things I've ever done. Number two being a 10-day silent meditation retreat, which I think actually is the hardest thing. But Rockettes was definitely not a piece of cake, Kelly. <laughs> but um, boot camp, yeah, learning choreography, learning about the numbers and, like, how we space things out and how, like, the precision dance really works. And, like, I uh, really did struggle with the kicks for, like, the first month. Mm-hmm. And so that really tested my ego and I I'm quick at picking things up. And I'm, I would say one of my strengths is musicality and like getting timing down and the numbers I could get that, but I really did struggle with the kicks. So like having all those eyes on me doing the kicks, I feel like I would get a lot of critiques about that. And that would, I'd have to kind of just hold my chin up high and like keep doing it. And yeah, the most memorable time during boot camp was we were learning ragdolls so we had gloves on and you spin these blocks and like rehearsal started also union job like we're on exact times breaks are times you know I'd never done anything like that before yeah just getting used to that and so everyone's putting their gloves on and I can't get my gloves on Hallie like it's like my fingers are stuck the whole room is silent Linda who's the director who's amazing and just such a talent and gifted director but she's looking at me as I'm trying to get my gloves on she's like next time we're not gonna wait music and then I'm like smiling and spinning the block and like pretending to be a little ragdoll and all I want to do is like go run and hide in a hole so that was a day I never thought I'd recover from you know those days Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep Feels like the end of the world is happening. You can't get your gloves on. It's the end of the world. <laughs> it's the end of the world. Like a little bit of perspective. It's it's really funny. You're acting like a drag doll. Like <laughs> your hands are sweaty. You can't get your gloves on. It's not that big of a flipping deal. But yeah. So survived boot camp. That was once those days were done, at least there was more. There was 80 women in the room now and the eyes were at least a little more spread out. Yes. <laughs> A little, yeah. a little sigh of relief, I bet. <laughs> totally. Wow. So I know you mentioned the ragdoll number. Katie, maybe thinking like if there was a number that stuck, like sticks out in your head as one to learn that while you were learning it was kind of either challenging or just like either most fun, just sort of thinking of if one sticks out in your head. I The most fun was Shine, which is no longer in the show. It was like the one on the staircase. I love that number. Because <laughs> that one, Hallie, you could dance a little more. Mm-hmm. You could put your hip out a little more. And like, <laughs> I felt a little more like Katie Dancer and not like Precision Dancer. Yep. And those costumes were so beautiful. And yeah. I can remember... See now, see, Katie. I I didn't know you then, but chances are I might have seen you in the show. Yeah, it has slowly become. When I was younger, I had a friend who was Clara in the show, so we saw it then. Then, as I got older, I've known girls who are Rockettes, so I've seen it again and again and again. But I can remember walking out of the theater, seeing it when Shine was in there, and my mom and I. To this day, if we talk about the Radio City show, we are like, shine out. We like <laughs> song all around my house. So I know that number very well. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so Katie, those costumes, I'm trying, now I'm picturing the, the whole thing. Those yes. Costumes- 
costumes are like iconic. Do you remember what your maybe like a fitting was like, or maybe the first time sort of putting them on stage and, and what that was like to sort of see all the pieces come together? Yeah, I, re- I remember the first fitting, you know, just being very nervous too. You know, we're all hypercritical of our bodies as dancers, I think, and humans, we share that. So just being nervous, like, oh, no, are these things going to fit okay? And is it going to look okay on me? And and it being like way out in the boonies somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't that well-traveled in New York yet. You know, I and I was living on the Upper East Side at the time. And that first month did not venture like past Union Square, I feel like, you know, just kind of stuck to that area and then was going to Radio City every day. But um, I guess this was like before the job started, the fitting happened and like had to travel somewhere random and feeling like, oh, gosh, I do not know where I am. And this is a random warehouse and taking the elevator up. And then all of a sudden you're just in like magic costume land. Yeah. And then all of these ones are for you. And you're like, really? And I wasn't that familiar with the show. So it, I really didn't know what to expect. And yeah. then getting to try on all of these things and imagining performing in them. It was, was one of those moments where you're like, wow, it takes your breath away a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And that one, like all the crystals on it and just so beautiful. Definitely. So let's move, Katie. Let's think about the first time you were on stage in Radio City, maybe talking about what that rehearsal, tech rehearsal world is like, if it's different than maybe a normal, what we normally think of as tech rehearsal and what that was like to be on the, on the big stage at Radio City. Yeah. And so like, and rehearsals are all done in the basement of this church so like you do the run through down there and it's like the size of radio city music hall i remember that like last rehearsal when we did the full run through feeling like i was gonna hurl like the whole time kind of (laughs) partly from nerves and partly because your stamina is like not there yet Mm -hmm. Uh, but then like the next day you show up at radio city and your hours shift to being like later in the day versus like the 10 to 5 time it starts like at 1 to 9 most days or something like that Mm-hmm. Um, so like sleeping in a little more like anticipating walking in and then just sitting in the house and being like holy moly like <laughs> wow like just in awe so yeah mostly in awe and then getting up there and seeing the numbers on the stage getting the tour with the elevators walking downstairs like all the travels to move all about are so extensive and also kind of being in shock that the stage is like so hard and steel and like I was like oh this is not a cushy marley floor that we're used to dancing on yeah mostly being in awe just of the beauty and so what was it like sort of piecing together the show with costumes and lights and and all of that one step at a time like kind of trying to get there I I do think your first year in that job it's like so much and I think being so young and just being a recent New Yorker I was on like a level 11 the whole time in terms of my intensity with it so I I feel like finally by the end of the run got to relax a little bit but all being said figuring all that stuff out like once you add it in like got used to doing the show a little more building up your stamina 
and then the costumes and figuring out your track and where you're changing and running downstairs and running around in the elevators was quite intimidating. And I remember like the very first time and with the dressers, like I'd never had a dresser before at SMU college dance performances. We changed ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, oh, you're going to help me. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I remember like I didn't get a glove on again or something like didn't get the hat and feeling like that was the end of the world. But then, you know, you get it like you practice it over and over again. And eventually like it comes together and it's such a team effort of a show. And like a lot of the more seasoned women, like thank God for their helpful attitudes and like calming down the newbies because it's just so much. So it is like a team sport in that way. I think different than some other jobs, although so many performances, it's about the whole. Um, Yeah, like day by day, I feel like I would get a little more comfortable with something and then we'd add the next element to like, you know, remove that comfort again and like keep it going. Keeping it fresh, for sure. (laughs) Yes. The changes were so fast for a couple things and every time it was like, here we go, here we go. Yeah. I can remember going to visit a teacher of mine, Brittany Worthman. She's been a rocket for years and going backstage afterwards and seeing the like the red dots from the toy soldier number on the walls and he caught me being like why is that there and literally she's like we run and so we just stick them wherever we can when we are going to get changed out of those I was like oh okay yeah and and it's it's such a show that we have no the audience has no clue what's going on backstage we're just watching whatever's happening on stage and all meanwhile it's like just as much work is going on backstage as is going on on the actual stage for the show it's crazy totally yes yeah so Katie if you can remember that first show what was it like and then just talking about kind of performing it over and over and over again what what that was sort of like (laughs) I I remember like the dress rehearsal like the invited dress mm-hmm. and that feeling like the first show really because all everything's coming together people are in the audience and just being so like relieved and proud and taken aback by the experience and looking out and not just seeing like the people working but seeing other humans observing and clapping and friends being so loud and appreciative and yeah feeling like deeply grateful I guess would be a way to describe it and then when we were done Hallie feeling like all right (laughs) we we did it once like it's possible it's humanly possible and we're gonna get better at it and do this over and over again as you said and I think like really go back to 2009 as much as I can in my brain like it was a process of learning to trust myself more And like, I proved to myself, like with the kicks I struggled with, like I could get there and had friends help me like silly things. Really, my hair does stress me out, Hallie. And like the French twist, this woman Rhonda like taught me how to do it. And even that, like I got better with it as the shows went on and started to really feel like I was a part of the group and not like this random girl from Texas that never thought she was tall enough even to audition for it. Yeah. It's, it's moments like those that 
even just hearing you talk about it, it's like the chills and just, it's so exciting. That's very oh, awesome. Very cool. So can you maybe explain to the listeners out there what the schedule is like? Cause that's another thing that because I knew people on the show, I knew how insane the schedule was, but maybe give us like an overview of that and then how you sort of had to learn to be able to do what was being asked of you. <laughs> yes. Um, rehearsals and shows six day work week. So you have one day off um, with rehearsals. They were like 10 to five, but you're there nine o'clock getting ready. And then like at five, you're doing ice baths after or, sometimes like working on things after if you need extra help on something or I would have to work on my kicks a little bit sometimes like so those weeks your yes body's just shot Mm -hmm. and then once you get to tech another six day a week long hour schedule and then once the show starts you're free of practicing as much but you're doing like two three four show days And your one day off a week is like a Tuesday or a Thursday. And on that day, you literally just have to sit on your butt. Mm -hmm. But then you have people visiting all the time, which is amazing. So then you're like touring around New York City on those days. And it's like (laughs) snowy outside. Or if you're lucky enough to do some promo work, like often that's added in there as well. So like on your four show day, like your show at 10 at 1 at like four at seven or whatever times they are on that day and then maybe you have promo stuff fit in the middle there sometimes or even after or if like with Macy's parade I did do the parade my first year because the gold cast did it so like then you're adding in rehearsals again before or after to get ready for those things and um it's it's insane it's definitely something that you couldn't keep up all year like it's three months of hardcore, hardcore work. And um, yeah, so that's like a brief little overview, but lots of shows a week, like not eight shows a week, like 17-ish shows a week. Yeah. Yeah. I can remember, and, and it's funny you mentioned the kicks. That's like the thing for me that, that if I was, if someone was to be like, you can be a rocket, that would be the thing that I'd be like, really? <laughs> Are you sure? And I, like, especially being older, going to see the Christmas show, I'm like, they have to go and do this again. Like not just one more time, but like maybe two more times. Yeah. I, I mean, it takes a strong woman to be able to do that, man. So I give you a lot of credit and any Rockettes listening out there, give y'all a lot of credit because it it is it's crazy and so many people their families or whoever you go see it once and you're like wow that's incredible but we they are no one else necessarily is keyed in to and they'll do that again and again and then tomorrow they'll do it again and again <laughs> like yeah. so it is it's like uh it's this magical thing to watch but realizing the effort and the strength that it takes to get it all done is it's crazy and also people I mean I'm in awe like my friend Heather I'm totally in awe of her and her strength like she auditioned multiple times before getting it and just had it in her like it was her dream and she freaking made it happen and 
I was 22 and she was 29 when we started mm -hmm. and she's still doing it and wow. still kicking from 2009 till now with injuries with like all the bumps in the road and like talk about strong. I'm just, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> incredible. Incredible. Yeah. I'm like, how, how is that possible? <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. So Katie, just a last, a last thing to touch on. Are there any like moments that stick out in your head, either like on stage things that happened or any of those promotional things that you did that either are meaningful to you or maybe if there's like a funny little mishap kind of story in there, anything that pops into your head? There's one promo that um, it was my first year and I was asked to do live with Regis and Kelly. So I felt I was like both very humbled and totally terrified to be a part of this group with more seasoned women. So, uh, and then it was like, extra, it was pretty early on in the run. Mm -hmm. So we had some extra rehearsals and I definitely with like the kicks, like it's so much stamina and your body starts to learn it. But I was just not, you know, I was getting physically there, but still getting there, not quite there yet, Holly. <laughs> um, but so got to ask to do this and then had the rehearsals, we're, we're there the day of, we're wearing like the red and white costume, like that's like a jacket with like a fur kind of collar around, like really mm -hmm. one of the iconic looks. And I start feeling like I'm going to throw up. And that's not something that really happens to me very much. So I'm like feeling very, very, very nauseous and overheated. And we're like getting ready. And I'm like, I, I am going to throw up. So I like, and I need help like taking my costume off. So I like go to the bathroom. I'm like overheating. Someone helps me take my costume off. Like the swing puts their costume on is getting ready to go. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, come on, Katie, you can do this. You can do this. And I'm like, mustered it up and got on stage. And then I had to like call out that afternoon. I remember feeling like I was committing a crime by calling out of a show for feeling sick. But um, that was like something I was so excited about and it didn't go as perfectly as planned, Hallie, because, you know, I'm in the bathroom really worried about my state of health before we went on. And then I did it. And I remember seeing myself in the picture and being like, if, if the world only knew where, how I was really <laughs> feeling in that moment. Yeah. And a close, um, closing night party moment, like the first year too, we went across the way, like across the street on 51st to Johnny Utah's I believe it's right there on 51st at the time and they have a bowl like a mechanical bowl so I'm like I'm riding that bowl and my friend Heather and I got on the bowl together because that's a good plan that's a really good plan and they're nicer in general I feel like two females like initially usually the male person working so he was like nice to us at first and then we busted and like fell off together in like three seconds. But <laughs> the mechanical bull on the closing night was a moment too. Yes. Went out with a bang for sure. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. And so Katie, how many years did, were you in the, in the show? Yes. So I did it in 2009 and 2010. I, it, it totally changed my life and has like, gotten me so many opportunities after my second year I got a stress fracture in my hip oh. 
that we didn't know about. So I danced on it the whole time. Like, I knew about it. Trust me, Holly. I felt that thing. But um, treated it like it was, like, um, a muscular injury. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, the best thing that ever happened to me and also a very challenging part of my life, too. Yeah. It kind of loved it and then kind of pushed me out of it to do some other things as well, which I think ultimately very grateful for that. Yeah. And that, that sort of leads to the very last thing that I want to ask you, which is like, what have you taken from that experience into your career since then that you wouldn't have had without experiencing it? I I do keep coming back to this, but for me, like the, the challenge of like mastering the kicks for instance, not even mastering, but like getting better at something and having to work like really, really, really hard and having my ego more tested through that process and then eventually getting to the other side of it and like proving to myself that I can do hard things, I guess. And maybe like it's a very bumpy road to get there and not everyone will appreciate that, you know, like, but you know, Katie knows, Hallie knows, like, what you did and like carrying that with you in your backpack. And like the second season was very tough. Like I was really in a lot of pain and kind of being able to let some of the pain go and like not beat myself up for things that were a little bit out of my control too. Mm -hmm. It's like with other jobs or experiences that would come along. I, I started being kinder to my body. I think after that, like, I'm going to push myself and I'm going to dance hard, but I'm not going to push myself past the point of like really hurting myself. So like owning that I can do hard things and also like owning my body more and not letting someone else like come in and tell me they want X, Y, and Z, even when I know that X, Y, and Z is hurting me. So Mm -hmm. being better about taking care of myself too. That's super important. I think as dancers, we, we've got that high pain tolerance and we like to say, yes, okay, I'll, I'll do that, sure. But it is important to, to be able to listen to our, to our bodies and to know when to say no and, and to also then not beat ourselves up about it, which is super easy to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. The guilt <laughs> comes in right away. But yes. yeah, over time it's a little bit easier at least I think yeah definitely well Katie this was so great thank you so much for sharing your journey with us I'm excited to be able to put this out into the universe around Christmas time and give everybody a little inside scoop into the the magic of the Radio City show and the rock yes so thank you so much for being here and I hope you have the best holiday season. Right back at you, Hallie. All right. Thanks so much, Katie. Yes, thank you. Well, everyone, 
that brings us to the end of yet another episode. I cannot thank Katie Drablos enough for joining us today and sharing her magical journey of being a Rockette for two seasons at the Radio City Christmas Spectacular. If you would like to follow Katie some more, you can do so on Instagram or on Facebook. And please feel free to follow and reach out to me on the Let's Take It From The Top Instagram, my personal Instagram page, or the Let's Take It From The Top email. And all of that info is found at the bottom of today's episode. One thing that Katie said there at the very end of our conversation was that we can do hard things. And that's something that one of my favorite authors, Glennon Doyle, says a whole lot. I think that in this time of the holidays, we're winding up 2020. I think that we have all proven to ourselves that we can do hard things. And I think that if we continue to keep that mindset, we will be entering 2021 with such drive and strength and passion that we are going to make it just the best year yet. With that, I hope that you have an amazing holiday season. Merry Christmas. Here are all of the wishes for an amazing new year. And don't you worry, we will be back in 2021 with some Let's Take It From The Top people. So send me those requests of who you want to see on the show. If you want to be on the show, reach out, people. I am all ears. I want to know what you guys want to see from the podcast. I am so excited for what the future holds. And I cannot wait to see you there on Let's Take It From The Top. Ho, 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 ho! Merry Christmas! <laughs> <laughs>